0: You're listening to the Heart and Soul podcast with Katherine Banco. I'm on a mission to celebrate breakthrough, empowerment, and shameless living in the lives of women everywhere. Join me and let's live unashamed together. Hello, everybody. Um, welcome to episode 43 of Heart and Soul. This is a really strange feeling for me because it's just me today, and I've never done an episode without a guest or without a co host. So, um, I'm just like kind of sitting in front of my computer pretending like I can see a bunch of faces and, uh, wanted to share our birth story with y'all. Um, so first of all, this is like so surreal that I'm even sharing a birth story. And so I want to recognize all the moms out there who are still waiting, um, who are in a season of like praying and yearning and maybe loss and grief, I have been there and I never thought that I would get to this moment and here I am and I will say that, um, I don't know, I'm just with you and I just feel for you and if this isn't an episode that um, will bring you life right now, then because you're trying, then please don't listen. I don't want to hurt your heart in any way. Um, my heart in sharing this birth story is to hopefully um, make y'all feel like you know me a little bit better and also just kind of share that not everything is what you see on Instagram, <laughs> um, which I think we all know, but sometimes we can get really caught up in Instagram and comparing ourselves to other people on the internet and just, I don't know, like I have really struggled with that becoming a new mom. Um, because I'm like, I don't mom like that. I'm not as good as that mom, or I'm not as put together as this mom or whatever, or I didn't have a full makeup face and my hair done when I gave birth. I looked like not that. (laughs) So anyways, all that to say is if this isn't, um, something that is going to bring you life right now, then please don't listen. I totally understand. Um, but yeah, I'm going to share our birth story with y'all and, um, yeah, it's so weird. Cause I'm usually interacting with someone. So please bear with me if I just like pause or get really awkward, but that's just who I am. So welcome. Okay. So birth story. Well, um, William was born nine and a half weeks ago. He, um, at the last month or two of our pregnancy, we had some, I guess, ultrasound, scares where he had like enlarged kidneys and ultrasounds and he had a really small stomach. Um, and so every, the last month of pregnancy, we had an ultrasound every single week, not just like a checkup appointment, which is fairly normal, but like a full on ultrasound, check his organs, all that kind of thing. So we went in for an ultrasound checkup on a Thursday afternoon and, um, It was really weird because while we were getting, um, the ultrasound, they didn't say any, like the stenographer, like didn't say anything about his stomach or his kidneys. She was just like, all right, you know, breathing well, looks good. Hope like, you know, let us know if you give birth kind of thing. And I was like, wait, aren't we here because we're checking on his stomach? And she was like, oh, I didn't know. It was, it was really weird and kind of gave me a weird feeling, but, um, I'm glad we advocated for that and brought it up because once we said, like, can you please check on these organs and, like, let the doctor know, like, why we're here. So she did that, and I'm really glad we advocated because she was like, I'll be right back, (laughs) and left the room, and we're like, what the heck is going on? So she comes back, or the doctor comes back in the room, and the doctor's like, okay, well, your son's um, stomach has gone from the... Basically, it went from ninth percentile to 14th percentile to 20th, which we were, like, really excited about. And then it dropped from 20th to 2%. So she was like, he's in the 2 percentile for stomach growth or whatever. Um, so we're going to ask that you get induced um, tomorrow morning. We mm-hmm. were like, "Oh, uh, uh, what? Because <laughs> I really, really wanted to have, like, a natural – labor. I'll get into all that. I really wanted to have like a natural my water breaks or I go into labor, I start contracting at home and kind of like take it slow and then eventually go to the hospital when I feel ready, but you know the Lord had different plans. Um which is basically the theme of my birth story. The Lord had different plans. Um anyway, so she was like you need to go, you need to call the hospital and see if you can get induced tomorrow. And I was like, okay, no big deal. Got to like also make some plans for work and like pack a bag and all these things. So it's like four o'clock when we get home and I call the, um, wow, I can't, I literally cannot think I call the hospital (laughs) and, um, I was like, I need to set up an induction appointment for tomorrow morning. And they were like, well, there's a chance we won't have any beds tomorrow morning. So could you come tonight? at 7 30 and I was like that isn't three hours so I was like well if that's like the only time we can do it and his I was like really afraid after getting that news from the um, doctor so I was like let's do it so we ordered Chinese food (laughs) ate our last meal and then we packed everything up and went to the hospital which was wild we were um so that was on the 12th no yes I honestly don't know. That was on the 12th and we were due on the 16th. So this was a Thursday night. We check in. I, if you know me at all, you know that I have really bad sleeping issues. So we check in. They like, even before pregnancy, they induce labor and we have to like, basically go from a zero centimeters dilated all the way. So I knew it was going to be a long process and I was contracting and in pain and I already don't sleep well so your girl didn't get a minute of sleep that night so come the next day it's been like I've been awake for over 24 hours I'm still contracting around like I want to say 3 p.m. they check my cervix and it was like a two centimeters dilated seriously y'all only two and I was like what is happening And my plan was for, my plan was to have a natural birth and it's not because I'm against medication or against science or anything like that. I am just a competitor (laughs) and it's like why I sign up for marathons and like competitions. Like it's the athlete in me that was just really wanting to prove that I could do it. Um, And I'm going to get to that in a little bit, but there's a life lesson there. So I wanted to do a natural birth. I hadn't had any drugs and it had been, um, we were, it was like around 3 p.m. And she was like, just consider getting an epidural because it speeds up the process. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I really want to prove that I can do this. And again, my mindset, like my, my thought process, I don't think was pure, like in a pure place. Like I just wanted to prove something and, that's not what was best for my situation. Um, so anyways, around 6 p.m., she's like, honestly, Catherine, you're only at a three now. And this is my midwife telling me. She was like, you, she literally said the words, you have nothing to prove by not getting an epidural. If you get one, you'll at least get a nap. You're exhausted. And her saying the words, you have nothing to prove. I truly feel like that was like the Lord speaking to me. And I just felt a huge weight lift off my shoulders. Like I have spent so much of my life. It's not even just about birth, like so much of my life trying to prove something. I mean, with my eating disorder, I was trying to like prove that I could eat less calories or prove that I could lose this much weight or whatnot. And I don't know. I just felt like God speaking to me in that moment and being like, stop trying to prove like, I love you just as you are. You are enough. You don't have anything to prove to me. And y'all, I just felt like a huge weight lifted off. And I was like, all right, let's do the epidural. <laughs> okay. So they gave us the epidural around like 630. Around seven o'clock, I fell asleep, which was huge because at that point I had been on like 35 hours of no sleep because I hadn't slept since the night before the night before so anyways I was like really struggling I take a nap I go to bed um oh and they broke my water at the same time it was like all a whole thing so I go to bed um take a two-hour nap and I wake up like with this surge of um, like my body was shivering, like shaking, and it felt like I was having like a seizure, almost like it was convulsing, and I was so cold, and I didn't know what it was at the time. But so I like freaked out and like rang the little nurse bell, and I was like, they come in, I'm like shaking, I'm like something's going on, and I don't know what it is. And she was like, oh, um, that's your hormones, like this is totally normal. I'm gonna go get your midwife. So she calls the midwife. Midwife, com- midwife comes in, checks my cervix, and she goes oh, you're at a 10. You need to start pushing. So y'all, I literally went from a three to a 10 in two hours because I got the, not because I got the epidural, but I really think it was like the Lord in that moment being like, I'm gonna give you rest and not only that, but I'm gonna give you what you've been waiting for just by like listening to me and hearing that you are already enough. I don't know. And I also know like, the epidural kicks things in and then breaking my water. Like it's a whole thing, but I just woke up being like, Oh my gosh, we were convinced we were not going to have our baby on the 13th because it had been such a long day. So around like nine 30, 10, we start like pushing and, um, that experience for me, I know it's not the same for everybody, but that experience for me was, so like incredible, it was so spiritual. Michael and I played um Maverick City music, just looped through their entire Spotify basically, um during the whole pushing process, which lasted about two and a half hours for us. Um, and I don't know, like I know like the pushing was hard. Don't get me wrong, but. I felt so much peace in that moment. My mom was there in the room. Michael was like at my legs holding my leg because y'all could not feel them. They were like dead weight after that epidural. So he would like literally have to pick my leg up at the end of the bed because they didn't do stirrups or anything. So he would pick one leg up and then the midwife would pick the other leg and be like, okay, start pushing. And my mom was holding my back. So it was just like this really... I don't know. It was just this super like peaceful spiritual moment. I can't really put any other words to it, but those two. Um, so I pushed for about two and a half hours and every time I pushed, it was like, we can see the top of his head. We can see the top of his head the whole time. So literally every time it was the same exact push. We never saw his ears. It was just the same. They just saw the same part of his head every single time. So, I'm like, gosh, how long is this going to freaking take? And then, y'all, at the end, my last push, they're like, okay, one more. Or let's, like, do another one. Like, we just thought it was another round of seeing the top of his head. And I pushed. And, y'all, right when I pushed, he the whole body plopped out. Like, shot out like an arrow. His whole body he just came out. And it was the weirdest feeling. And I was like, wait, he's he's out. Like, I knew it. Um, So that was wild. And then... Um, so he was born at 1153 before midnight and we were convinced he wasn't going to come until the next, like far into the next day. So that was crazy. But um, when he was born, this was a really scary part. Um, when he was born, he was actually uh, born blue, which is, I I don't know how common that is. So I'm not even going to speak to that, but I know as a new mom, he was born blue He wasn't making any noise. They put him on my chest and they were like smacking him, trying to get the mucus out and all that. And he was just still. So I was completely terrified. Um, Just, I honestly, I went to the darkest place in my head, like, oh my gosh, I just had a stillborn, you know, like, oh my, I cannot believe this is happening. And so after about like 20 seconds of him on my chest, they, take him and they bring him to his little bed and they start doing the mucus stuff and hitting him and working on all the things that they work on seriously they are incredible at the hospital um but still hadn't even heard like a cry so I can't see him now and I can't hear him and I am just freaking out I'm like I keep asking there's videos like is he okay is he okay um and I think it was, I have a video and it's at least 60 to 90 seconds of like no noise of him in the, um, his little bed. So that's a long time for, I mean, that is a long time for a tragedy to hit and for you to go to the darkest and deepest, darkest places in your brain. So I was like not in a good headspace during that minute, but, um, then I heard his cry and I was like, thank you, Jesus. Like, that cry was the most beautiful noise I had ever heard in my entire life. Um, so yeah, they brought my baby over to me and he was so tiny. He was six pounds, six ounces when he was born right before midnight, born on Friday the 13th. Um, and it was just honestly amazing. Like the labor was really annoying and long And nothing went according to plan. Like I wanted to have a natural birth and I wanted to go um, into labor naturally and all these things didn't go according to my plan. But my plans are not God's plans and my baby is here and he's healthy and that's all that matters at the end of it. Like I almost wish I didn't come up with this huge extravagant like game plan because if I had just rolled with the punches, I think it would have been like a totally different experience. But I really did learn a lot um, in that moment. And, you know, there's, they say that when you have a kid, you like experience a different kind of love and they're right. (laughs) Like I was just like, I am going to protect this human. I'm going to love the crap out of him. I'm going to teach him about Jesus. Like there's nothing I won't do for this little rainbow miracle baby of ours. Um, so yeah, if you don't follow me on Instagram, his name is William Michael Banco the third. He is, um, named after his dad and grandfather. Um, grandfather goes by bill. Dad goes by Michael and he, we thought would go by William, but we've been calling him wills, um, like will with an S and it's kind of stuck. So we'll see where that goes. Um, but he is precious and we love him so much. And I know that I'm probably missing so many things, but I just wanted to share this experience with y'all because last year in 2020, the only things that I shared regarding baby updates were two miscarriage stories. And I don't know, I just thought this was a cool, full circle God moment, like never stop fighting for or praying for what you know, um, God has for you. And I guess that's like what I want to leave y'all with is you might be in the muck right now in the grit and grind and in a season of grief and loss or waiting or, um, some sort of pain. And that season sucks. Like there's just no other way to say it. Like, it just sucks. And I, I would say like, I don't like the things that people say when they're like, everything happens for a reason. Just wait for your perfect time. Because in that moment, it just sucks. But I will say God sees you. He hears you and your story is not done being written. Um, so yeah, our little William Michael is here and we love him so much. Postpartum has been a completely different journey for me. I honestly have really, really struggled with it, but I think that's going to be, have to be like a whole different podcast episode because I have so much to say about, um, what they don't tell you about postpartum, um, about having a newborn, about your body, about body image, about anxiety, depression, um, I just have a whole new outlook on it now and kind of went through a lot of pitfalls. So I kind of want that to be a separate episode just to be able to dive deeper into that. But, um, I love you guys. And I know this is a shorter episode, but I just wanted you to hear, um, about what we just went through in life, the biggest thing I've ever been through. So yeah, I'm just going to wrap it up. Normally I would ask a guest for questions, but oh, I guess I can answer them. I'll just answer the questions. Okay. So (laughs) Catherine, no, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to ask myself the question, but something that I am binging right now or obsessed with right now, there's a couple shows because let's be honest, when you're on maternity leave, you just sit there, breastfeed and in the same clothes you wore two days ago and you watch TV shows. So here's some shows that I've watched lately. I just watched clickbait and that was really good if you can get through the first episode because honestly I don't really like the sister's character but clickbait's really good it's like a murder mystery situation um and then we all I also just watched you season three literally in one day um that show is just twisted apparently I like twisted because both of these have been like thrillers (laughs) but it's really twisted and season three goes to some places um but it was good I I enjoyed it um, in a really dark twisty way, we're still binging survivor. And obviously I'm all in, I was all in on bachelor in paradise and now I'm all in, in the bachelorette. So, um, next question. What's something that I'm looking forward to in the rest of this year, the holidays with a baby. That's going to be awesome. We are actually going to Dallas, pray for us. We're flying to Dallas for Christmas and we're bringing the bibi obviously like where would we leave him <laughs> so we're bringing him and he's going to meet like all the Dallas people our texas family and friends I'm really excited for that um but I'm also terrified to travel with a child so um send send some hacks for that okay the next question is what is something that you really love about yourself i love that i'm not i don't give up i'm not a quitter i don't give up easily and with everything that I've been through this past year and a half, almost two years, really, and with postpartum, which <laughs> just a whole other thing, y'all, I tell you what, there's going to be an episode. I'm just really thankful that I have this not quit, not give up mentality when S hits the fan. So um, that's something that I'm really loving about myself lately. And then... If I could leave y'all with one little piece of truth, it would be what I said before. You have nothing to prove. God already loves you and you are completely enough just as you are. All right. That's going to do it for our birth story. I love you guys so much and I will talk to you next week. Bye.